Welcome to Chariots of Flowers. My name is Coralie, and today I will be musing about Friday the 13th. I first want to start off this episode by wishing everyone a Happy New Year, and I hope everyone's year has been going well so far, and I hope it continues to go swimmingly and as smoothly as possible. And welcome to the first episode of the year. Uh, I figured what better way to start off the year for this podcast than to muse about the infamous Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th itself. So let's just get into it. So Friday the 13th, at least here in the Western world, is uh, is and has always been a very loaded date for all sorts of reasons and it's not just because of you know the horror movie franchises um or just Halloween it's just always been associated with very significant things going on and our current cultural understanding of it as of right now is just it's been synonymous with bad things happening and of course not to dismiss the fact that it's considered a day where bad things happen because bad things have happened on Friday the 13th, but it's just in general for both good reasons and bad reasons, positive and negative reasons, of always kind of, it was always considered to be a ominous day, a day of omens and a day where luck really kind of rears its head like a pendulum and could really swing either way. So I think one way to think about Friday the 13th and at least the way we approach it from a cultural gaze is to kind of acknowledge that it's really more of a um, intense and irrational fear of the number 13, which culturally in the Western world is always seen as a negative number. And I think mostly because it's due to the fact that when we think about numerology um, in general, we tend to think of the number 12 as being the number of completion. And especially if we were to break it down some more, one usually resembles wholeness and two also resembles completeness, pairings, perfect balance. So when you add one and two together, it's three. And as I've kind of like touched based upon in earlier episodes before, three kind of always represented completeness, cycle complete. So 12 in itself or combined is kind of seen as a good number, good spot. Uh, it's a very, um, it's a very positive, strong, positive omen of fortune and luck and completion and cycles doing its thing. It's a, it's a reason why we're comfortable with, you know, there's 12 months in a year there's 12 signs in the zodiac, whether you look at it from the Western zodiac or the Chinese zodiac, 12 historically has always been associated with wholeness. So the minute we add in one more number, 13th, it kind of just throws everything off balance, I think, from our human cultural senses. And I think that's what kind of really 
freaks people out. Another thing to acknowledge with the number 13th as well is really just two things. Um, I feel like when you kind of, when I was doing the research, one thing I kind of noticed with the whole Friday the 13th or just really this fear, the number 13th, is that it really can be broken into two um, legends or fables or mythologies or religious stories depending on your cultural religious and or spiritual background um so the first origin of the number 13 being feared but revered at the same time really kind of goes back to um the story of jesus and the last supper in the new testament uh, so when jesus was at the last supper with his apostles the apostles were 12 again completion and then there was jesus which makes it 13th and the last person to arrive i believe was judas iscariot who i think whether you identify as a christian or not um know that judas is the one who betrays jesus and that leads to his crucifixion and death all of which that kind of happened and his crucifixion was on a friday so from a christian point of view that's where the idea of 13 and Friday the 13th being a negative a really negative date kind of, kind of stems from if we look at things from a Norse mythological perspective however it kind of gets a little interesting in a sense where it's like if you look at the number itself 13 it has its own origins which is negative but it's not that far different from the last supper but then the Friday day itself also has its own mythological reasons that isn't inherently negative. But let me kind of delve into the number part first and then I'll go into the day bit after that. So in Norse mythology, there's a story of um, Loki, the god of mischief, not to be confused with the MCU character, which is inspired by the god of mischief loki himself but as an actual legit god in norse religion and in ancient norse religion um he crashed a, a banquet in valhalla um which then brought the number of gods in attendance at that banquet to be 13 which you know not that far off from the jesus and last supper story and while they're at that banquet um loki ended up deceiving uh, the blind god hoder into shooting his brother balder who was the god of light enjoying goodness with a mistletoe shaped arrow ended up killing him so i'm not sure which one came first whether it was loki and that whole story came first and maybe that perhaps inspired the Jesus and Last Supper story or perhaps the other way around or like what we find with a lot of fables and folks stories told around the world over a long period of time is that a lot of similar concepts and stories kind of just pop up out of nowhere and you can literally trace a genealogy to kind of see its close or distant relatives give or take but to me it doesn't really matter what came first but the what's what strikes me in particular is just the whole idea of like okay deities death banquets 13 it's 
kind of has a very, from a religious or divine point of view, has been associated with death, even in Norse mythology. Interestingly enough, even though Friday, from a Christian perspective, was never considered a lucky day because Jesus was crucified on a Friday, from a Norse perspective, um, Friday uh, is, well, at least is or was associated with luck and fortune and also divine, the idea of the divine feminine. So in Old English, Friday is, um, uh, it translates to day of Frigg or day of Frigga. And Frigga in Norse mythology, I would say for those who are more familiar with Greek mythology, I would kind of say her equivalence would kind of be like Hera in a way, in the sense where like she was associated with love and marriage and motherhood and she was a powerful goddess in her own right and she was also the queen of Asgard, kind of like how Hera is the goddess of like families and marriage and you know, fidelity and is also Zeus's wife and is this queen of the Olympians. It was also associated with like homes and families and maintain social order. And she really had a huge influence on fertility. So she'd be the one that people would reach out to for um, fertility. And she was also kind of conflated with Freya, who uh, was the goddess, the Norse goddess of love, fertility, war and war and magic. So I'd reckon like in this case, Freya's Greek equivalent would be Aphrodite being the goddess of love, um, war, Athena, obviously. And then I suppose Hecate with magic as kind of like, that's not to say that's like a hardcore concrete equivalent, but again, for those who are more uh, fluent in Greek mythology, that's just kind of giving you a picture of what it is. So uh, Frigga and Freya are kind of, were both conflated together. And because of the amount of influence these goddesses had on just daily fortune and fate, and just also domestic and personal private lives, Friday was always considered a lucky day for just marriage and just also just like a lucky day in general because it was really a day where their power and influence kind of showed and flared up. And then if we were to kind of go through the whole divine feminine direction, 13 surprisingly was always kind of considered a number associated with the feminine and feminine power just because um, it was always, they always found uh, like by they, I mean like a lot of like archaeologists and scholars, there always seems to be some sort of association with a lot, many goddesses from the world and the recurring number 13 and statues and artwork and stuff like that. And then 13 also being associated with um, lunar phase, lunar phases as well as menstrual phases. And of course, since menstrual cycles is always associated with women or in this, if we're going to be hyper-specific, size gendered women capable of menstruation and then the moon was always seen as feminine in comparison to the sun which in most religions is always considered to be the masculine it always kind of had 
the the number 13 then always denoted feminine power. So if you stay, if you were to kind of step away from the Western gaze of Friday the 13th, which, uh, let's be real, a lot of our Western gaze is heavily influenced by Christianity. If you were to kind of step away from that, we're really kind of thinking about Friday the 13th. Maybe another way to think about Friday the 13th is really a day of feminine power, um, really kind of coming to fruition or potent feminine, divine feminine power. I guess it's another alternative way to look at it aside from the typical, it's just bad luck. So of course, in the Middle Ages, when Christianity kind of really developed the grip hold on Europe that it still kind of maintains in the continents and in other Western countries to this day, um, the idea of Friday and the number 13 being associated with the divine feminine kind of all disappeared and all the negative connotations we kind of have now became normalized. And of course, it wasn't really until the 19th century that Friday the 13th became like truly associated with misfortune but also during the Victorian times the that's Christianity already had a really strong firm hold by then too so of course that obviously has to have stemmed back from medieval times when it was initially beginning its grip hold um but basically yeah the idea of women wielding power and worshiping feminine figures became a very unholy sinful negative concept and Frigga uh, essentially became a very demonized figure and her worshipers were deemed witches and then of course as time went on any woman capable of wielding power or looking to divine feminine power for empowerment and autonomy was deemed a witch and of course I don't need to go on more about that because I think the rest of all that is history and it's really from then that this whole intense irrational fear of the number 13th and also just the fear of Friday the 13th kind of really became a thing up until now in fact um when I was like doing my research for just like whenever I threw in the word Friday the 13th, uh, apparently like it's actual phobias with like actual names. So, um, the intense and irrational fear, the number 13th is known as Triskaidekaphobia and the fear of Friday the 13th itself is known as Paraskevidekatriaphobia or... Friga triskaidekaphobia. So looking at that last uh, word, Friga triskaidekaphobia, um, this one, I kind of prefer this word over the other one just because when you kind of break down the word or translate it, it's a lot more explicit in what it's referring to. And it really kind of touches upon um, the whole 
gender feminine power aspect of it. So when you kind of break down the word, phobia obviously refers to the word fear. Tris obviously means three. Um, Kai deka mean and ten, so three and ten. Um, Tris Kai deka, 13. And then Friga, um, well, it refers to the goddess Friga. And since we understand that Friday means Friga's day, um, it also kind of, I feel like, has a double meaning. So it's referring to both like the literal fear of Friga's day, Friday itself, but it can also refer to fear of Friga the goddess herself so then when you do a rough translation it's yeah fear of friday of friga's day the 13th or fear of 13th of friga either way it's kind of referring to friday the 13th as being a powerful day that's just really potent and could be either really great or really bad but is since we're talking about phobias it's they're understanding it to be bad is implying it to be a negative day worthy of fear. So for me personally, kind of taking a step back and kind of having a better understanding of what Friday the 13th is, especially kind of realizing that the day itself initially came from a really great place of feminine empowerment and reverence. I feel like looking at Friday the 13th as an inherently negative day full of bad luck would be then to perpetuate the misogyny um, that was used to devalue and dismiss and reject um, these goddesses and this divine association with the feminine and perhaps instead of looking at Friday the 13th as a day of fear and bad luck perhaps we should all make it a point to really you know reclaim the day and remember and honor its initial pre-christian roots as being a day of luck and fortune and revel in that instead of looking at it from a place of dread. So perhaps instead of referring to it as Friga Triskaidekaphobia, we should look at it as perhaps Friga Triskaidekaphilia. Philia referring to love or fondness. So instead of fearing the day, we in turn love the day instead and instead of looking at the number 13th as completeness because we were told that's completeness we should perhaps look to the fact that there is synchronicities in that all of the world and ancient religions and in menstrual cycles and in lunar phases and revere the number instead and acknowledge the fact that Friday is Friga's day, so it is inherently a feminine day. And of course, everybody loves Friday. So why not reconcile the two together and ignore the corruption of the date as we've 
come to resent it, but to really celebrate and relish it instead. And maybe perhaps we'll all manifest good luck on Friday the 13th instead of just assuming the worst is going to come on that day. So the next Friday the 13th of 2023 um, will apparently be coming on uh, Friday, October 13th, 2023. So that's literally 10 months from now. I personally am looking forward to it and I can't wait to see what happens on that day. So there's that for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this has been Chariots of Flowers and I will see you all next time.